podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul Don Dykes and in the studio I am joined by Laura Bradburn and Lawrence Conley. Uh, 29 minutes I think to kick off, how are you feeling? Listen, excited mate, tie the league up today, you know, we get performance we can, the ref is a decent game, I think that the result won't be in doubt if those two things happen. Laura, we've seen the team lines, um, all week leading up to this game we get the predicted 11s, you didn't have a chance on Friday to, to tell us what your predicted 11 is, so talk us through this team and uh, what's the big surprises for you if any? Well, listen, I think I think the situation that we're in as far as the team's concerned is to me there's very few surprises at any point because you are in a situation where Ange is known to like to tinker a little bit and like to... Um, like to change things about and as long I'm at the point now where as long as the team is fresh as long as the, the players in the lineup are fresh then I'm happy to go with that I'm happy to see O'Reilly starting um, just because I think he's probably earned it over the past few weeks mm. um, I think there's certainly a few players with some of the performances we've had in the f- past few weeks especially the, the last performance against Rangers who've got a lot to kind of try and make up for in terms of that and I hope they do that today but yeah as far as the team's concerned um, disappointed obviously the potential injury to Juranovic that's but Ralston's a more than capable backup in that sense and I, I'm just yeah I'm at the point where there's not really a player who comes into the team at this point that makes me think I'm a bit worried about that, which is a nice change from the last couple of years. It definitely is. Um, we're talking about bringing in the replacements. I'm sure there will be a few in the summer coming in as well, just to bolster the squad. Before we go any further, before we actually read out the team lines, um, a big shout out to young Eva Byrne, 14 years of age. We were really saddened to hear of her uh, untimely passing during the week. And we have been asked on the 14th minute 
Um, it's a Celtic fans that is uh, an applause for a minute in the memory of Eva who would have been at the game there's a service ongoing as we speak at 11.30 um, and it's uh, Carrick Macross County Monaghan and it was the Brian Keenan CSC that she was a part of as well so thoughts and prayers with uh, her friends and family at this time and hopefully we get a 14th minute applause for young Eva now let's read through the teams then we have Joe Hart Ralston Cameron Carter-Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor making up a strong back five, I would say. McGregor, Hatate and O'Reilly in the midfield with Jota, Maeda and Kyogo up top. On the bench, Bain, Beaton, uh, Beaton, sorry, not Beaton, Beaton. <laughs> Let's make sure the differentiation is clear. Uh, Yakamakis, Abada, David Turnbull, uh, James McCarthy, Tommy Rogic, James Forrest and Stephen Welsh. And lining up for the opposition, Rangers 11 is McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey, Barisic, Lundstrom, Davis, Arfield, Aribo, Kent and Fashion Jr. I was saying before you, you came in there, Laura, it looks as though Rangers have lined up with the subs that seem to make an impact in the semi-final and they've started them. Yeah, it's a... You know, I, I think we were always expecting that with their ongoing exploits in Europe that they were going to have to change things up. You know, they're, we've been at a business end of a season where we're you're in most of the competition still and and you um and the the fixtures stack up so um you know that that seems to have happened with them so I'm not surprised to see the changes I'm hoping that works to our favor obviously that it's been more forced changes and rather than the, than it being a choice of who's been put in because obviously like you say a lot of them who were substitutes at the the semi-final you know if you would think if they were Giovanni van Bronckhorst's first choice they would have been uh, in from the start in the semi-final so you're kind of hoping uh, from a psychological point of view that that you know they're fielding what I would consider a weakened team and that we can take advantage of that well I'm of the view that if Celtic play our game as Ange continually says if we turn up today then we'll win this game and as Lawrence says effectively win the league as well I thought the performance at Hamden was disappointing the refereeing performance was disappointing as well I mean don't get me wrong they're showing a compilation of some of the uh, fouls at the moment on the screen and you know too many of them went unpunished today though I think that um, Ange Postecoglou will have that midfield um, well versed in a repeat performance of that Lawrence but it gets to me that um, we've got a, a referee who I don't think is strong enough today. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you came, uh, cleared it up on Beaton and Beaton. Because uh, <laughs> certainly only one of them would play for Celtic. Let's be honest. That's true. Uh, look, he's a, a referee that's got a, a litany of huge mistakes that seem to favour the Rangers. So, you know, going way back to Albion Rovers, keeper being bundled into the net, stopping a, a cup upset at Ibrox. Season after season, you see it. So, I don't know why the, the SFA don't do what other associations do and bring in foreign refs for their big derbies. At least it would uh, take away the, the argument of uh, our perception of bias of having supporters of one team refereeing major games. But uh, do we expect the SFA to change any time soon? Not unless we get another Fergus McCann. Yeah, and he is a one of a kind, isn't he? So it's unlikely to happen. Um, now, I, I look at the refs and I think the first thing that needs to happen is that the, the referees are full-time. 
it's their professional, it's their occupation and, you know, before VAR comes in because I just think if you've got an incompetent workforce bringing in a new bit of kit isn't going to improve them so we'll see how that develops uh, around about Christmas time when it's introduced I'm keen to bring in some of these uh, comments coming in thanks everybody for joining us we're going out live today on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch and Twitter Um, and if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't already click the subscribe button and uh, you will be served with loads of new content. Over the last week, we have interviewed Paul Lambert and we have also interviewed Des McLean to talk about Bend It Like Bertie. So these two interviews will be on the channel as soon as they are edited. Turd Ferguson. wonder how many wild tackles that Lundstrom will get away with today. And that is exactly what we're talking about. Laura, how do we approach this? Is that why, in many ways... The more physical, I would say, although he's not a particularly physical player, um, and O'Reilly is in there because you know Tommy Rogic, I think, was on the end of some of these these tackles last time round, and it really affected his performance. Yeah, I mean, I think unfortunately we've seen far too much evidence uh, that, regardless of what what seems to happen from the opposition, uh, the the refereeing decisions are in no way connected to their actual actions. So you're in a situation where there's not much we can do other than try and play the game that we play. What I wouldn't want us to do is get into a tit-for-tat with them where we... Um, sort of give as good as we get physically because I think we're going to come a cropper if we do that just from, again, decisions that have been made in the past. So uh, my my mantra would always be go back to what Ange says, you know, don't look too closely at what the neighbours are doing. Uh, stick to our game, play our game. You know, there's, there's only so much an opposition team can do physically against you if they can't even get near the ball so um, I'm hoping that's what we can do today and and play them off the park in that sense and uh, you know come out of it uh, in a situation where we're proud of the way we've played and we've played them off the park in a footballing sense and not get involved in anything else Yeah again it's always uh, good quality Um, the press conferences Lawrence when Ange Post Postacoglu speaks and he didn't let us down uh, this week either because uh, when asked about Rangers' exploits in Europe he reminded everybody that uh, we do have a European Cup in the the trophy cabinet Um, where can Ange take us you have said today that you know we get the win we win the league incredible uh, in his first season where can this man take this football club he's obviously got ambitions in Europe that's what he wants he aims for the highest Ange doesn't he so his recruitment has been spot on so far Jared's told us, you know, Jared from Boys from Down Under has told us it's the second season that things get really good. It's been some season so far, and if the second season is going to be better, you know, the sky's the limit for us. Although we get beat away to beat us, you know, we put in a decent performance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's give him another transfer window. He's got the team playing better at this end of the season. They're more used to the style he wants them to play. Who's to say we can go away and get to a team like Betts and get a win in future? So, I. Just hopefully we win today. He's got his targets identified for the, the transfer window. He moves on, I don't know, there's got to be five or six mm. to move on that this summer. And he builds for Europe. Uh, and we get into the Champions League. And hopefully he does what Strachan does. Uh, did a couple of times and takes this at least to the last 16. It would be good to uh, have Champions League football back at Celtic Park, that's for sure. Uh, Irishman in Porto. Uh, Hail Hail from sunny Portugal herself is happy as her beloved Porto 
all but clinched the league title last night. Let's see if we can do it today. Well, let's hope we can, Irishman in Porto. That would be fantastic. Um, and also, McMahon67, good to see you back, Laura. Good to see you back, says McMahon67, and also Alan Robertson. Nice to see you. And um, we also have Alan Robertson coming in. GG's and Beaton's presence. Uh, defending corners and set places also a big miss. And Ewan Boy Martin. Welcome to the show. What a great is we have an excellent strong bench. Yeah, what is great is we have an excellent strong bench. That kind of goes on from uh, the previous comments. We do have a strong bench. Uh, Beaton is back in it. Um Welsh is the defender, the centre-half, who has been selected. We're talking about players out the door with it every passing week, Laura. Uh, Chris Julian seems to be further and further away from the gaffer's plans. Yeah, it's a... You know, at first I was concerned uh, that it was something to do with the injury or something to do with the management of the injury that was preventing him returning and, um, you know starting to ask questions around that the more that time is going on and again this is speculation on my part because I don't have anything concrete but the more that time's going on you're suggesting that uh, to use a, an old football an, a, adage and just doesn't seem to fancy him now to me there can only be one real reason for that um, because I don't think it's any doubt that he's uh, got the footballing ability to do what Ange would be requiring of him. So the only other thing I can think is that it's something in in a sort of personality clash or an attitude uh, issue with what with what he would be being asked to do as part of the team. Again, all speculation on my part, but I can't really see anything else to explain why a player of Christopher Julian's character. Uh, would be out the team. The difference uh, now is if you had told us 18 months ago that a fit Christopher Julian was being left out the team, mm. you'd have been questioning the management, you'd have been questioning the decision making, you'd have been questioning whether that was the right decision. I think all of, all of us as Celtic supporters trust in Ange so much that you know the the decision to leave Julian out even though we are none the wiser as to exactly why that is, we're all sort of sitting going, well, there must be a good reason for it and uh, and, and we're happy to back him. And the other thing is as well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Starfelt and um, Carter Vickers have built up such a good relationship over this season that actually, even even if Julian was fancied for getting back into the team, he was always going to find it difficult. This is the big thing. I was going to throw it out to you anyway, but um, the, the partnership between Carter Vickers and Starfelt um, he wouldn't be breaching that partnership anyway. But it's it's interesting that he, he can't even dislodge Stephen Welsh from the bench. He, he can't be that backup centre half. Now, at the beginning of the season, we we're crying out for centre half. You know, we had to start um, away against Michelin with, with Dane Murray making his his first start for Celtic in a Champions League qualifier, 18 years of age. Done really well, I thought, uh, in that game and in the first leg when he came on. But that's how slim pickings we had when it came to centre-halves beat on started the season again playing at centre-half and now we've got a situation where you know Julian is he's our fourth choice centre-half now uh, as a player at that stage of his career he needs first first team football doesn't he I mean there's no way he can hang around next season although he does have a year to go is he one of the five or six players Lawrence that unfortunately will be leaving Celtic Park in the summer do you think? If we can find a buyer. Listen, Celtic thought he was going to be fit in September. That's why he was named in the Europe squad. For whatever reason, he wasn't available for selection to January. I said he should have been out on loan then. He'd missed too much football, you know. And and you were laughed at for saying yeah. that. Yeah, and I was saying, look, we need to see if he's worth another contract. We need to get him up to speed. He's mm-hmm. never, because of the amount of football he's played, he's never going to be worth a place in bet. It's too risky. 
never going to be worth it. So you need to get out and loan, get some games under it, and see if, if you can get them back to a level. Who would attain him after a year out? I don't know. But we're facing the same dilemma. Who would buy him? Because it's going to be almost a year and a half with, it, with 15 minutes at a football. Against Ray Throvers, I know. Aye. So who's really going to buy him? He's one of your top earners. He was a £7 million investment. And I think, I think what is, we can speculate, if Celtic thought he was going to be fit for September and he wasn't, I would say Celtic stay in the lead from their medical staff on that. Why he's not been available for, for selection in January? It's a, a different matter, and maybe that's why. Because at that time in September, you, you know, we were struggling for players. It wasn't just, you know, August, we're struggling in September. So maybe I just went, you know what? I want guys that run through brick walls for me. Mm. They'll go the extra mile. And maybe he's decided Chris Julian doesn't fit that. Yeah, the other thing to, to you know, maybe come down on the side of Julian a little bit here, because I think I probably was harsh question and attitude straight away, but. You know, I don't think we can underestimate the mental aspect of the severity of the injury that he had. Like, there's a lot of players, while in a physical sense, might come back from an injury like that and physically be able to play that the way they previously did. Especially in a defender's case, if he's having to throw himself into tackles, if he's having to chase people down, you know, there's few more physical areas of the pitch than being a centre half. And if he's not confident in his body because of something that's happened previously, maybe that's having a bigger toll on his ability to to play the way he used to play more than than we would give him credit for. So there's a myriad reasons why it could be. And like I say, none of us are any the wiser as to exactly what the reasons are. But you know, we're here to. We're here to talk about it and to chat and, and maybe speculate as to why it might be and those are some of the reasons, mm. I think. Lawrence mentioned before that uh, you know Ange wants his players to be prepared to run through brick walls. For him, one player who has done that, not literally, is uh, Tony Ralston. The turnaround in his career, Laura, has been phenomenal this season. The most improved player at Celtic Park. Uh, someone who I don't think anybody other than himself believed in and then Ange comes along and completely transforms him. It's been an incredible turnaround and I've said, as disappointed as I am, particularly for games like today, that Juranovic um, is not in the starting lineup. There is a part of me that thinks that, that Tony deserves this, you know, uh, this running, going into winning the league because of the year, the, the, the season that he's had. Uh, Laura, how key is he? Because, I mean, he was up against Ryan Kent at Hamden. Uh, I felt a bit sorry for him because he's coming cold and Kent was flying. Um, and do you think that uh, when when we look at that, and when we look at some of the issues we've had down the, that that side against Rangers, you know, Juranovic struggled. Um, he was caught. He was kind of caught out of position. Um, how are we going to how are we going to combat that? Is that something that Carter Vickers needs to give him plenty of backup? Well, I, th- I think obviously Kent down that side is a is a strength for Rangers, and 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 um, I think you know they do have they do seem to target what they consider to be our weaker fullbacks, especially with our crosses and stuff like that, that they, they like to put in. So we do need to make sure that our fullback situation is is as assured as possible and get that support from the centre backs for them as well. But going back to Ralston, like you were saying, he he's proof that, you know, the the old phrase attitude is everything is is entirely true. You know, I think I do think we're maybe a bit harsh on exactly what his level of ability is. I think it's higher than most people would give him credit for, but what's certain is he's had to work to get to the level that he's at and he's proved to any doubters out there that you don't have to be the most naturally gifted or naturally talented footballer to make a career for yourself at 
a club like Celtic, and especially if you've got a manager like Ange Postacoglu, he seems, like we've said a number of times in the coverage on, on the Friday Bulletin, he seems like a manager who wants players who will do the jobs he asks them to do, even if they're not the necessarily the best player in that position that you could potentially get. And I think where Anthony Ralston's concerned is he'll be standing in good stead in Ange's books if Ange gives him an instruction and he carries it out to the letter. Um, so that combination of improving uh, his, his work rate, improving his talent level and just basically doing what he's asked to do, I'm sure all have stood him in good stead. And it goes back to what we were saying before. I talked about the difference in attitude between 18 months ago and now about whether you would think it would be a good idea to leave Christopher Julian out of the team. The difference in attitude between then and now, the fact that we're going into a Rangers game and Anthony Ralston being the right back isn't a concern for us. is a huge testament to everything that he and the club have done to, to not only uh, improve his performance level, but sort of redeem his reputation in, among Celtic fans. He was he was a whipping boy. He was a he was a kind of in joke among Celtic fans that oh it must be bad we're getting beat on at centre back and Ralston at right back and and you know for at least one of those situations the the joke no longer holds. No, you're, you're spot on. And when we're talking about the defence, I've got to say, uh, in defence of Greg Taylor, you have been, Lawrence, throughout your time on Axom. Um, how satisfying is it to see him really coming on to his own game? I mean, the, the confidence obviously has been massive for him as well. The, yeah. the confidence in getting those games. I, I still think we need a left back, uh, be that a backup or an upgrade. I'm not sure how we'll, we'll tackle that. It all depends on who's available, I guess. But um, Greg Taylor is a good option on the left now. De- definitely, you know, it's, it's no coincidence two of the first players that Ange raised were Ralston and Taylor mm. for their willingness to take on his instructions, do everything that he asked of them. So, yep, yeah, I think Taylor is not the best left back I've seen itself, but he's a good one. You know, it gives a lot to this team, never gives less than 100%, always shows for the ball. So, wholehearted player, as is Tony. Uh, I suppose the, the worry today is if Yacht is playing in front of Tony, he doesn't give as much mm-hmm. defensive cover, and it's similar if he's playing in front of Taylor. Because you said Juranovic struggled, but I think that's because Yacht wasn't kind of tracking back. It wasn't so much Carter Vickers giving more cover, it's maybe the guy in front and giving a wee, wee bit more of a hand. Mm. So, it's something we'll need to look at who does Yacht play in front of, you know. Uh, and I'd, I'd probably have him in front of Taylor, even though Taylor and Maeda seem to have a better understanding. I just think Taylor's better able to cope down that side than, than Ralston would be with Yota lending my hand on or not, as the case may be. I've been really impressed with Maeda's defensive qualities as well. Laura, do you think it will be a case of the, the two wingers, um, Jota and Maeda, switching as they have done um, quite frequently over the last few weeks? I think they probably will have to do that, if anything, just to provide a bit of, um, or to reduce the predictability, you know, because we've played Rangers so often over over the past few months, especially, that, you know, any opposition would be stupid not to think about the way they've played previously and, and, and you know, take from that what they can in terms of positives. I'm sure there's a lot of things from the semi-final that the Rangers team will be thinking, well, we'll just do that again and that'll nullify this threat or we'll just do that again and that'll overcome this threat. If we can mix things up, as much as you don't want to be dictated by what your opposition are doing, 
I don't think changing things up to surprise them is necessarily being dictated by what they're doing. It's clear that whatever we were trying during the semi-final didn't work and so we do have to make some change to the way that we play. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, switches in, in, in position like that between Maeda and um, and Jota and even just, you know, across the front three, I think they could probably could, could mix things up and it would provide some sort of headache for, for especially the centre-backs at Rangers because... We all know what it's like when you're a defender and you're given a man to pick up and you usually stick to it rigidly. If that man then suddenly becomes a wide player instead of a central player or vice versa, you're completely confused about who you're supposed to pick up and when. And, and hopefully if we you know, deploy that kind of tactic at the right time in the match, it could be just the thing that gives us the, the impetus and the edge that we need. Let's hope so. Uh, DJ, I think we will go at them. Hopefully an early goal. Ralston has been superb, but my only worry, does he have the pace of Kent? Sakala, did we maybe need a beating in the middle for strength? Time will tell. Absolutely, but time will tell. And we're about, I don't know, seven minutes away from kick-off. Um, the last time at Celtic Park, Laura, you hosted the show. And um, Celtic were absolutely tremendous that night. Tremendous. Yeah. I mean, everything came together. Um, obviously, the the performances, players like Hatati, for example, uh, one of his best games, I think. Uh, Yakamakis, who was dragging the Rangers defence all over the park all night. You know, he ragdolled them, uh, to use an expression. But he's on the bench today as Yakamakis. Were you surprised at that when you look at his performances against Rangers? Um, I think I probably was because if... If we go on past performances, what I thought might have been the case is that you have Yakimakis on to, like you say, run the defence ragged, tire them out a little bit, and then you could maybe have brought Kyogo on to capitalise on that, that fatigue and that tiredness. But I think the other way of looking at it is Kyogo's come back into the team. He started doing exactly what he was doing before he, he was injured. He's scoring again. Um, sometimes all logic and all tactical nous and discussion goes out the window when you have a guy who just scores goals mm. and that's what, what Kyogo does and I think that's perhaps, if we know anything about Angie likes to come out the traps uh, at full speed uh, and get ahead and perhaps that's what he's thinking is, is that you know you get you get the goals early you get chances made early and then somebody like Yakimakis is available on the bench if you need to keep things up the other end of the pitch and hold things up Well the um, the injury to Kyogo, Lawrence, you and I were sitting in here when it happened. It was uh, St Johnston away, remember, on Boxing Day. And um, since then, we have seen uh, the type of player that Yakamakis can be. Previous to that, you know, um, I think the jury was out. He's certainly proved a, a very good option for Celtic. But when I look back at the performance at Celtic Park and uh, the fact that Kyogo's only got a couple of games under his belt, um, that was the one position, although I did predict that Kyogo would start, it was the one position that I was really on the fence about, you know. Um, do you think the correct selection's been made, Lawrence? Yeah, I, I think he's maybe had an eye of how much we get with Yota. I think Kyogo and Yota link up a lot better. Mm. So I, I don't think it's any surprise that, you know, since Kyogo's been out, Yota's form, form's dropped a level. So maybe he's looking at, I think, those two link up a bit better. Go out, get the early goal. We know Yakimakis is likely to come on for Kyogo at some point. Both of them are coming back for injury, so they'll both get minutes. Uh, it'd been interesting if, if both had been fit and he had went with his threat to play both, you know, frontliner, Mieda, Yakimakis and Kyogo. But I think with both coming back for injury, that's not, not an option. So, yeah, 
I would have went with Kyogo, I think I said that on Tuesday, you know. But I fully expect Yakamakis to come on at some point in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. The other one, um, the big debate during the week, of course, Laura was uh, O'Reilly Rogic. Uh, we know how well Rogic has played against Rangers in the past. He's a game changer, he's a match winner. But I think on the current form, it made sense to play O'Reilly. And I did, again, he, he did make my lineup during the week. Um, how keys his inclusion? And how um, key is the fact that we have Tommy Rogic on the bench? Should he be required? I think the I think the thing that I've noticed about um, O'Reilly compared to Rogic is, don't get me wrong, when Rogic is on his game as he has been this season, I've said it plenty of times. I think he's had his best season in a Celtic shirt. When Rogic is on his game, he's absolutely unbeatable. He can create those moments of magic. Um, that you're looking for. Oh goodness, I've just seen John Terry on the screen with Celtic, Celtic scarf. scarf one. I never thought I would see Back that Celtic in my plan. life. But um uh but anyway, sorry. Um yeah, Rogic is, is fantastic, a game changer um at the best of times, but I think as we saw in the semi final, as we've seen plenty of times before, sometimes he can be snuffed out of games relatively easily, especially mm. if you um approach him in the physical manner that Rangers seem to like to do when they've got the um you know uh, the ability to do so with the with the the leniency that they're showing. So perhaps in this type of situation, um, you know, Ange has been a bit more um, smart about it and t- uh, cute about it and thinking, you know, O'Reilly maybe physically is a little bit more able to stand up to these things and can vary his game slightly more if he does feel like he's he's not getting into it. So I'm happy to see him in from today. I would have certainly had him in any predicted lineup that I had. And the idea that you've maybe got Rogic to come on and, and create some other piece of magic if it's not working is, is never a bad thing either. No, you're right. I mean, it, it's looking tremendous as the uh, the fans serenade Celtic onto the pitch in a few minutes, I'm guessing, uh, with a walk-on. Uh, the atmosphere looks electric. Um, we can see the players are just about to enter the field of play. I want a prediction from you, Laura Bradburn. Uh, well... My head wants to be conservative about it, but uh, as always, I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to go 3-1 Celtic. 3-1 Celtic. Lawrence Connolly. That's a good shout. I'm going to go 3-1 as well. Oh, yeah. Good man. I'm going to uh, make a prediction as well. I think Celtic will win 2-1 today. Uh, And I've got to thank everybody for getting involved. Nice early kick-off for for everybody involved here. It's great to have three of the Axwom team in the studio, in person. Uh, Always an absolute pleasure. So all that's left for me to say is enjoy the game. We'll see you again at halftime. And thank you to Laura Bradburn and Lawrence Conley for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? 
Just stop. This is a 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.